0: Welcome to my podcast, DJ Justin Pitlick. Hello, everyone. As most of you might know, my podcast focuses on the trifecta of happiness through my eyes, self-care, music, and business. Today, we will be talking about business. This will cover real estate and anything else that might come up with the topic of running an entrepreneurial business. So without further ado, she's the owner and broker of Home Point Real Estate in Stevens Point. She's married with two adorable little girls, along with being the owner of Home Point Real Estate, and also owns a sheer elegant salon, manages multiple rentals, president of her Rotary Club, and is board member for Habitat for Humanity. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my good friend, Ashley Netzer.
1: Hello everyone.
0: <laughs> wow, Ashley, that's a mouthful to say all that <laughs> stuff. You are uh, you are a busy girl. Yeah. You're yeah. very, very busy. So let's start off, Ashley. Tell our listeners about what you do.
1: Well, I uh, I own HomePoint Real Estate, like you mentioned, along with Cheryl and Salons. Uh, HomePoint keeps me very busy. It's a brokerage. We have four other agents, so I'm dealing with the heavy market. It's spring boom. There's lots of houses coming on the market. Lots of people trying to move and stuff this time of year. On top of that, obviously, I'm a mom, and I'm dealing with homeschooling right now with all the coronavirus thing going on. Oh. So that's thrown a nice wrench into my whole schedule. I'm sure. <laughs> But uh, otherwise, I, I clearly I like to stay busy. I do I don't like to sit still much.
0: To our listeners, Ashley and I uh, grew up together. We've been friends for a very very long time, and um, she's always been uh, super super busy and super successful. You know, uh, I remember Ashley built her first house. When was that?
1: I didn't build it. I oh, bought you didn't build it. it. I'm sorry. You I bought, bought it. A house I was 19 when I was bought that 19, house. She was 19, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. So
0: we're gonna get into that. We're gonna talk about some real estate. So first of all, Ashley, how long have you been in real estate? But
1: in real estate five years.
0: Five years. Yeah. Okay. I've
1: owned, uh, owned HomePoint for uh, three.
0: Three years. Yep. Three years. So you've been in real estate for five years. And in the first two years, you're just like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this myself. And
1: yeah. Yeah. So, I uh, I started off at Cobo Banker and it was a great stepping point. You know, they're a really good company and I worked underneath the team at that point. But yeah, I kind of saw this building in town and I thought, geez, I could put my real estate company there, I could move and I could own my own place. And I kind of like to be to my own drum, I guess. Yeah, and I just, I had this opportunity to do it. Well, I realized if I needed to, I need to become a broker too. There's a difference between a real estate salesperson and a broker.
0: Can you tell us that what the difference is? Sure.
1: So real estate salesperson is kind of your stepping point when you get into real estate and you can sell houses, you can write contracts and all that, but you have to work underneath a brokerage. If you want to open up your own brokerage, you have to take a little bit more schooling and you have to be a salesperson for at least two years to qualify for that then you can be a broker and as a broker you can still work underneath umbrella companies like the coal bankers and the first webers of the world or at that point you can open up your own shop and I just I really wanted to do it I just wanted to you know kind of have my own thing that I could do my own way and run every aspect of it the way I would do it not the way somebody else would do it so I kind of took the big leap and it was really scary
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: but uh, I kind of took the leap and I yeah
0: hats off to you for taking the big leap I think Thanks. all of us in uh, in business, you know, we're entrepreneurs, you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur and uh, I love to talk to other business owners about that because at some point we do have to take that dive. We gotta jump, we just go for it, right? Yep, totally. But, but once you're up and rolling, I mean, it's definitely worth it. it, pays big dividends. So very cool, so you've been in real estate for five years and, and boy, you're so busy, it seems like you're doing so well. A question about that, is it a buyer's market or a seller's market right now?
1: It's still a seller's market. Um, when coronavirus kind of first hit, I, I was a little worried or nervous. I didn't know if the tables would turn, if it would kind of turn more into a buyer's market, if sellers would start getting desperate or worried and want to get out from underneath the mortgages. But it doesn't seem to have happened that way. Interest rates are still so low. The homes are so... The inventory is so low. There's just still a lot of buyers kind of fighting each other to win offers and to get into the home. And especially now that the snow's melted and everything is kind of opening back up, within the past probably three weeks, you could really feel the market shift again, and it just got busier and faster, and more buyers out there and more competitive. It really did not plateau or dive like I was questioning it might.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, that's incredible. So it, real estate changes all the time, doesn't it? It kind of fluctuates with the way things are going in the world. Oh, yeah. The market goes up. It goes down. But you said seller's market right now.
1: Definitely a seller's market right now. Yeah.
0: See, I I would have thought buyer's market.
1: I I thought it was going to shift when everything kind of first hit. I just I was worried hit the economy that we had in 2008 and such. And it just hasn't seemed to happen. Like I said, the interest rates are still so good. And ultimately, we still have low inventory, you know. So it is, you know, recipe for having a seller's market.
0: Yeah. But it's still okay to be a buyer. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. to our listeners, you know, there's going to be a lot of buyers I rent right now. I Mm -hmm. do not own a home, but with my current lifestyle, even at 39 years old, renting is just absolutely perfect for me. You know, there are people, this is a pretty, can be pretty heavily discussed. Some people will say rent is a waste of money. I think there's a lot of heavy arguments on both sides of that. I feel like renting is definitely not a waste of money. It gives me a beautiful place to live. They take care of the lawn care. This is why we started our podcast a little bit later because uh, the the (laughs) lawnmowers were running for the past two hours, but um, that's the nice thing is that those things are taken care of. There's a huge responsibility into buying a house, right? There's
1: a huge responsibility, but then you also have the opportunity to build equity.
0: Tell us about equity a little bit. All
1: right. you own a house for 10 years. You've been paying that mortgage for 10 years. So now you paid down your principal. While that's happened, your home has become worth more money. Let's say you did some repairs and some upgrades, you put in new countertops, and it's more appealing to every buyer out there. Well, now not only have you paid down what you owe on your home, you also built up your equity in it. You know, it's worth. So then when you go to sell it, you can sometimes make very good money, Uh, especially when I see some of the buyers that bought 2009, 2010 and they're selling now, man, they're coming out ahead. I mean, they're they're really making a very nice chunk of money that now they can put down towards their next piece of property. Sure. So it's kind of this good domino effect, you know, for your finances and stuff. But you're absolutely right. I mean, every home has its maintenance. Even if you buy a turnkey home, you still have to keep it that way.
0: I like that turnkey home.
1: Turnkey. That's a real estate term. It is.
0: Oh, (laughs) we're going to learn about these real estate terms. I like it. I like it. So a turnkey means you walk in and-, and Turn the just, key right, and it's yours, yep. Okay, you know, there's fixer uppers and oh, there's yeah. uh, you know all different kinds of- There's
1: jobs. cozy. Cozy is code for small.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like that. Yeah, I have thought about buying a house multiple times throughout my late 20s and even into my early 30s and I just never quite took that.
1: Well, with you doing DJ too, I mean, you are all over the place. Yeah. And you've got really strange hours and you're yes. traveling a lot and you've yes. got equipment you've got to move. Mm-hmm. and you've got a totally different lifestyle than right. somebody else might. Right. So it absolutely depends on who you are and what you do. And there's a lot of factors that go into it.
0: Right. What's your ideal age, do you think, for a person to buy a house or does it vary for each person?
1: I think it varies. I mean, if you are a person that did four years of college, when you first come out of college, you might not be ready to buy a house because now you have college debt, too.
0: Student loans.
1: Student loans. So, mm-hmm. you know, the late 20s might make more sense. Now, I had a client a couple months ago that, you know, he was a firefighter. He had this great job. He's not going anywhere, and he had the money, so he got out of renting. Now he's building equity. He's going to stay in that house for a couple of years, so it totally made sense for him. And he was young, very young, sure. so he was a lot like me when I bought my first house at nineteen.
0: Nineteen,
1: and I, I still can't believe I did that. I was so impressed. <laughs> I see nineteen-year-olds so now, and I'm like, "What? You yeah. can't buy a house? Right? Uh, I can't believe I did that." But yeah,
0: it's a big deal. I I remember talking with my mom about it when I was looking at my last house that I was potentially going to buy, and she looked at me and she said, "Duddy, that's a big deal. Buying a house is not." it's not moving into a new apartment. It's not buying a car. It's not buying a boat. You're buying a house. That's a huge thing, right? I mean, so it
1: is huge. I mean, I have some clients that make six figures off of their equity that they pull. I mean, obviously that's not going to happen in a year, you know, but some houses that you own for a decade or so, let's say, I mean, yeah, you you can peel off some fantastic equity from it.
0: Are there a lot of people that still buy houses, fix them up and then sell them?
1: There are. It's harder for those types of people to buy houses right now at a good price because it's a seller's market that those houses are going for a premium and they're called flippers is kind of the term you know where you buy oh, sure and not. fix up and then you sell right away they, it's like a pocket term called flippers but right now the houses are at such a premium they can't get them at a good deal and then put the money into them to fix them and then flip them they're definitely still out there and they're still available but you got to work a little harder to get them uh, and we don't see that as much as what we probably did five or six years ago
0: I think that would be pretty cool to do that but it would also be kind of hectic because you're unpacking and packing and moving and when I lived in California years ago, I met some friends and their parents did the flipping and they they seemed like they were doing pretty well from doing that. But I was also like, man, that's a lot of stress. Like that's a lot of work.
1: My husband and I, we called it the accidental flip. We bought a house and we lived in the Delfield area. We bought it. We had every intention of living there for many years. Well, we had a kid and we suddenly realized, huh, we have no yard. Everywhere we go is stairs. And we're like five hours from grandma and grandma is our babysitter. So we realized real quickly, we just didn't, weren't really in the best house for us anymore so we combed through it we replaced the kitchen and all the flooring and I mean we really did a great job on this place and we kind of accidentally flipped it Uh, and it turned out really well for us but it was not something we went into and it was incredibly stressful because at the time we were still living in it with a baby and that house had two kitchens so it was a bit of chaos like you said and it was a lot of elbow grease and a lot of oh my gosh yeah
0: Uh, your husband Brandon is pretty good fixer-upper right he's very handy he's very handy that's nice
1: extremely I married I married a good match there.
0: <laughs> you did, Do you hear that Brandon? All right. So um, yeah, it's definitely a good quality to have when you're working on stuff at home all the time. And Some advice I've heard from people, uh, you buy a house, go get a Menards card. Uh, yep. You're gonna be there a lot, you know?
1: Well, we have a bunch of rentals. So my husband does a lot of fixing up on everything. You know, we've we've got five other properties, including my office and salon. But yeah, we are going through all the receipts and we kind of have spreadsheets on which property each receipt goes to and, and so on. And I think he went to Menards in 2019 it was like 300 times oh literally my gosh <laughs> so he basically wow. went to that store like every day if not more
0: well then you're working on a home project and you think you got everything you need right never do never <laughs> do and you go back to menards and then oh they don't have that so then you got to go to ace that
1: happened to us last night they don't night. have that right mm-hmm. and
0: then you need to go back to menards and you have to wait till it comes in and
1: yep that happened that to us last night we pulled a faucet out of the box to put in my house and i have really thick concrete countertops and the like bracket that goes from the top of the faucet underneath the cabinet and there's like a locking nut and bolt and it you know locks it together it wasn't long enough so we went to Lowe's we could not find the piece we needed and we tried like retrofitting with random pieces of pipe piece it, it couldn't work so Brandon finally he went to Fleet Farm and then randomly found this piece and he found it at Fleet Farm at Fleet Farm
0: Fleet Farm we love it <laughs> so yeah you never know where you're gonna need things like no. that but my brother Jonathan good friend of yours too he's owned his home for gosh i I want to say over 15 years, right? Oh, well over 15. Do you remember when he bought that house? It was a while back, but he has put a lot of work into that house.
1: I was maybe not of age once when I was at a
0: party <laughs> there. <laughs> so we'll, we'll edit that part out.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah. I don't even think he had met Katie yet. And we love you, Katie.
0: Yeah. We love you, Katie. Hi, Katie, my sister-in-law. <laughs> he has worked so hard on that house and he has done so many projects, but you know, the DIY stuff, you get pretty good at it. You do. You figure it out.
1: Yeah, you learn by mistakes too. Our yeah. first house was kind of our guinea pig and we would knock out a wall and be like, cool, how do we put it back together?
0: <laughs> <laughs> now what do we do? We and figure this out. That's we what we do. We go by drywall. Huh? And we go by drywall yep. and we go on YouTube. Yep.
1: Yes. You know, right? A lot of YouTube. A lot of YouTube DIYs
0: <laughs> for anything. For anything. My buddy Phil, uh, Phil Kaler, your friend too, was showing me a YouTube video of an older gentleman that was showing you how to fix cars. He was just doing these little simple things, changing the oil, changing the spark plugs, like. All these little things, right? Mm-hmm. He's got millions of views on this video. This guy doesn't do anything to cars for a living. He's just doing this for the videos. Yeah. So it's just amazing where that goes with YouTube. I mean, oh, yeah. but anything you can possibly think of, you can look up on I YouTube.
1: I personally changed out a set of headlights in my old Jeep. Nice. Right? Uh, by watching a YouTube video.
0: Nice. How did it turn out? Did you <laughs> They like, worked your, and everything. Your brights and dims worked? They did.
1: Both of them. And they like mounted the way they were supposed to. Nice. Yeah. I got everything to work.
0: Nice. Well, if I hit a deer, I'm calling you to change my headlights. (laughs) Good luck. So Ashley, what about people that are just starting out and looking for their first home? Do you have any advice for those people, like a younger couple or?
1: Sure, absolutely. One of your first steps should be meeting with a lender. There's so many really good lenders in the area and there's a few not so great ones. And then there's also these big international banks that are out there and they offer great rates and I'm not trying to knock them, but I really love when we have somebody that goes local and finds a nice local little credit union or bank, because we just get a much better transaction through the whole thing. While you're kind of doing that, it's good to start reading reviews about realtors. You should have your own. You'll see all the time, you'll see a house listed, let's say a 123 any street, and you'll call that realtor to see if it's still available. That's fine. But ultimately, let's say you write an offer on that house. Now that realtor has to be neutral. They're not necessarily working for you or the seller. They're just kind of in the middle. And it's an okay place to be, and it's great in some situations, but it's not a bad idea to have your own. So, so start looking on Zillow's and Facebook so wherever it is you get information and read reviews and see if you have mutual friends with that realtor and see if you can maybe ask your personal friend about them but find somebody who kind of works in your corner of the court because it really is very important and a lot of times that realtor also might know a great lender to hook you up with because we know exactly who works great in town who has good rates who closes their deals on time uh, there's so many factors that can go into it so we can kind of help point you in the right direction on that too and then once you kind of get the those balls rolling you can figure out what your budget is you might be approved for 300,000 but maybe you don't want a mortgage that high so it's good to kind of sit down run some of the numbers okay what if it's 250 what if it's 200 what are my taxes there's so many different variables and figure out what you want to be sitting at price point wise and then you and your realtor work together to find the home that fits that need
0: that's awesome and it's quite a project isn't it searching for your first house
1: it's really stressful for like 2 months
0: yeah <laughs> But then once, once you <laughs> and get you those keys. And yes, and then you're done. Yeah, then you're done. Then you're done. But you do a lot of that legwork for your clients, don't you? yeah.
1: I mean, sometimes we have home inspections and maybe a plumber needs to come in and do some repairs and stuff. I know all the plumbers. I know all the electricians. I know all the contractors. So I try really hard to kind of take some of that stress of making those phone calls and doing that for my clients because my clients have real jobs a lot of times and they might be working eight to five and they don't have time to call the plumbing company to come in and fix a water heater. Well, that's my job. That's what I do. I'm here. And like I said, I, I know those contacts I've worked with them all before Uh, so i try to take a lot of that stress and stuff off of them So that they really just have to go through the motions and get the information given to them, can make a decision, you know, yes I do or no I don't, and then move on, and not have to do all the homework with it.
0: That's fantastic, and you know, you guys hear that. So you you want a good realtor, you really do. That could probably make or break, you know, your first house. You might not be put into something that you even want to be in. You know, maybe a good realtor can help you make up your mind on what it is that you want. You kind of work together on that, and a good realtor would make you feel comfortable while you're searching. Not pushed. Not pushed. Right.
1: Exactly. I mean, ultimately, yes. Realtors are salesmen, so we right. do get a bad name because I'm sure there are some realtors out there that are pushy, just like there's other salesmen in other categories and furniture and cars and whatever that give all salesmen bad names because there's a few out there that are pushy. You want to find one that really works with your personality. And maybe you're funny and humorous, and you want to find a funny and humorous, you know, realtor that kind of match that with you. You just want to find one that jives um, because it's already stressful buying a house. You want to find someone that'll make it just that little bit easier and just kind of help make it a. Small the process altogether.
0: Absolutely, Ashley. Very well said. When the day comes that I buy a house, I'm pretty sure I'll be giving. I you would a call. hope so. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's going to be here in Wausau We've only
1: known each other for like 30 years. Right, right. And, and,
0: <laughs> It's going to be either here in Wausau or maybe even Stevens, Stevens Point. Stevens Point. You've been hanging uh, out. Stevens, po- Stevens Point. A lot. I know. <laughs> Ashley told me the other day, you might as well move down here. I'm like, I might as well. <laughs> Stevens Point's great. That's uh, uh, a lot of my family has went to college there as well. And yeah, Ashley, that's fantastic.
1: Well, yeah, I'm a I'm a transplant to Stevens Point. Um, I moved here about six years ago and I love it. I feel more at home here than I have for a long time. So I I really, really have grown to love the city.
0: Ashley, it's been great talking with you. Do you have any advice for somebody that might want to get into real estate for a career?
1: Absolutely. Call one, two, maybe even four realtors and take them out to lunch. Go out for coffee. Talk about your expectations of what you maybe want to make price point wise and for an income. And is that attainable? You could do it part time. You could do it full time. You could dabble. You could you know dive straight in there's a lot of noise about being able to you know make millions of dollars and that's just not practical in our right. neck of the woods we're not you know LA but otherwise to get into real estate is fairly easy and it's fairly inexpensive it's not like a lot of other businesses and it's not like you have to go to a true blue college you don't have to it's pretty much an online course and then you kind of want to link up with a mentor real estate's one of those things that the course teaches you how to do some of the paperwork but it doesn't teach you all the other aspects and then Negotiating and the understanding of everything, you kind of want to link up with either a team or a mentor, somebody to kind of help you through the whole process. And it's also one of those things where you could do part time and it would essentially pay for the amount of money you had to put in to get into the business for your school and your licensing and all those things. Or you could dive in and make this a full time job, but you've got to be really realistic on how quickly you can do that. I think that it's kind of this persona that your first year you're going to make $100,000 and you might there's definitely those people out there that do and you could work really hard and you might get there but it's maybe not that practical so it's good to sit and meet with somebody and kind of go over what do you want out of it what's your ultimate goal and where do you fit the other aspect is there's many different brokerages out there and they all have different pay scales and pay structures and just different way they operate all of them have different characteristics some offer a lot of really great online resources and kind of intranets on the backside for entering all your contracts and the next guy I might not. So you want to kind of shop around almost and see where you fit in the best.
0: How many people are working with you at HomePoint?
1: We have three other ladies. You have three other ladies. Including myself, there's four of us. You
0: want to give a shout out to those ladies? We
1: got Ashley, another Ashley, which is me. So there's two of us, (laughs) Uh, Anna and Stephanie. I ironically met all three of them as being my clients. So it's just one of those things, but we all clicked. Ashley especially is, I mean, one of my absolute best friends. And then Anna came on, Anna and Stephanie both came on early this 2019 and everybody's just rock stars and we all get along so well and we're all cut from very different cloths
0: that makes it fun though it
1: does and like we have a really great atmosphere at our office you know we aren't these super strong competitors is going to knock the next person over to try and win you know this contract or something we all really work together we'll have times um maybe one of us is on well for instance when i was on vacation the other girls took over my listings they did my showings when anna was on vacation i went to one of her closings for uh, and that's great that's you want that camaraderie you know that great uh, emotional support too because it is hard and they'll call me and ask me questions and that's great and heck uh, Anna is bilingual she can speak Spanish it's awesome yeah. because I have absolutely had Spanish speaking and I can't help them and I feel horrible because I I don't know how to communicate especially via contracts that's a totally different animal as far as the bilingual part of it so she's a great asset for that is I'll just be like here can you help these people because I can't so yeah no we like I said we're all cut from different cloths but we we get along so great just actually DJed our trunk or treat event yes and it was great was we had fun. all four of us girls uh, including we had uh, baby Eden there in a in a carrier we had a newborn uh, out with us but uh, yeah we did that big trunk or treat event and it was so great to have I call my girls because they're they're totally mine I love all my girls
0: you guys are really tight I could see that yeah, you know absolutely. you guys are very close and the camaraderie like you said is really the recipe for a successful business working oh yeah. together as well
1: if I have other buyers that are looking at houses or closings or home inspections and a new listing hit and somebody needs, you know, me to go show it to them, but I can't be in two places at once. I've got other options and vice versa. You know, that happens too with my other agents where they have to call me sometimes to help them out, you know, and do a showing and stuff. And we're all willing to help each other out for that. So it's really great to kind of have that within our office.
0: Ashley Netzer, everybody, if you are looking for a realtor, Ashley, do you have a way that people can get a hold of you if they want to buy a house? Do you have a website you want to just say that really quick?
1: Website is www.homepointwi. Com. And my email is my name, Ashley Netzer at HomePointWI.com.
0: Perfect. So if anybody is looking for a house to some of my listeners, yeah, you guys contact Ashley. She will take care of you. Ashley, thanks so much for joining me. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm DJ Justin Pitlick. Thanks for listening. Have an awesome day.